the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening, and welcome to another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We're the Cutting Edge Christian Apologetic Ministry, addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, tonight we bring you part nine, part nine in our series on the doctrine of the Trinity. This essential doctrine of the Christian faith is one of, is one of the most controversial teachings in the Bible. We always say, if you're not equipped, you can expect to get whipped. And we want you to be equipped when it comes to this essential doctrine of the Christian faith. The doctrine of the Trinity has been maligned. It's been attacked. It's been denied and eisegeted throughout history, going all the way back to the Arian heresy under Arius Alexander. So question, why is there so much biblical illiteracy when it comes to this doctrine, particularly in our churches? And what can we do to disciple people in this essential area? Well, for the answer to this and much, much more, stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, challenging and uplifting uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. And if you listen to what Gary shared at the beginning of this program, uh, it is a wake-up call to all of us to be equipped so we don't get whipped by the enemy. And the way that we get equipped is to be committed to all of these five Ds. All of these five Ds. We got to get in our churches, number one, a strong program of discipleship. We need to disciple people. Jesus spent about 99% of his time discipling people in ministry. And his disciples were discipled by John the Baptist before they got discipled by Jesus. They had a double uh, shot of the word of God and discipleship. And the second day, once we experience discipleship, we should get people into doctrine. They need to know doctrine. You remember Paul said the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and the truth shall be made into mythology. And then once we learn discipleship, number one, number two, doctrine, then number three, we'll learn a defense 
a defense for the faith. That's where you get the word apologia, which is apologetics, defense, knowing how to defend the truth. And that's why, you know, the Apostle Peter said in 1 Peter 3 and 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you a reasonable hope that's in you with meekness and fear. And once we learn a defense, number four, we'll learn discernment. Discernment. Oh, we have so many people in our churches today that don't have that spirit of discernment. When you know uh, discipleship, you know doctrine, then you'll come into a defense of the faith. And then you also know how to be discerning. Discerning of truth over error. And then number five, you'll learn the last D to be disciplined. Discipline. Discipline in all these things because once you put on the full arm of God, you will be equipped rather than get whipped by the enemy. Now all of those five D's is something that will save your life if you get committed to them. Now, we come to part nine tonight, and I just want to pick up where I left off last time with number four on all of these marvelous truths of Jesus being God. You have to be blinded by the enemy to not see in the word of God that Jesus from Genesis to Revelation is God. He's God from all eternity. He was God before time and space. He broke into time and space as God, and the word was made flesh, remember? And he continues to be God on the throne. He's in control, despite all the problems that's going on in our world today. Jesus is on the throne. He's in control. Never lose sight of that. Now, we're going to go back to number four. And we were talking about John chapter one and verse 18. Oh, what a marvelous, great truth on the deity of Christ. And I want to give you tonight some more spiritual nuggets on this verse of scripture. And we want to encourage you to get to your table, get your pens, get your paper out because it's like being in Bible college. It's like being in seminary. You're gonna to learn tonight some great truths that you probably never heard of before. So, John 1 and verse 18, Jesus says, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in his bosom, or the father, he has declared him. Now, I want you to take note of several great truths regarding the deity of Christ and the Godhead. In this verse of scripture, you not only get the deity of Christ, but you also get the Godhood and the Godhead. Now, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he has declared him. Now, the word begotten is a deity word for Christ. The only begotten. Remember I said the Greek word for begotten is monogenes. It is unique and one of a kind. 
Why was he unique and one of a kind? Because he was Emmanuel, God being with us. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh and tabernacled among us. He was the only begotten. That's why it uses the word only begotten. Buddha, Muhammad, Zoroaster, Confucius, all the great religious leaders were never called the only begotten. Only Jesus, because he is the unique one, one of a kind. He's the only one that came to this earth and and uh, proclaimed to be God, fulfilled the prophecies that he said he would do, and then he prophesied that he would die and he would be raised on the third day. He fulfilled that. And he said he's coming back again. He was said he would come back again and bring justice and judgment to this world. And he's going to do that too. The only begotten son, which is in the bosom. Now, this word begotten, again, is a word for deity. Now, also, it says son. Now, that's another word for deity. You say, I never knew that. Well, you know it now. Now, I'm the son of my father. Why is that so unique? Because if I'm the son of my father, that makes me equal to my father because we share the same nature. Well, if Jesus is called the only begotten son and throughout scripture is called the son of God, that means that he is equal to God. Oh, this verse of scripture is loaded with scriptures on the deity of Christ, that he's God. And I want to give you another one in this scripture, this verse of scripture, which is in the bosom of the Father. Now, why is this word referring to uh, something important regarding God? Well, this word bosom is referring to really the Godhead. You say, what do you mean by that? The term bosom, make a note of this. The term bosom is a term that denotes mutual intimacy love, knowledge, existence in the Godhead. It means that they love each other equally. They have the same knowledge. They have the same love. They have the same uh, heartbeat, bosom, you know. Now, another great word in this verse of scripture is uh, in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. Now, Theologians, make note of this, this word declare. Theologians derive the term exegesis or interpret. Make note of those two words, exegesis or interpret from this word, declare. John meant that all that Jesus is and does interprets and explains who God is throughout the pages of scripture. Jesus is the exegesis from Genesis to Revelation. That's why he is called the Word of God, capital W. And the little w is talking about the Bible, but Jesus is the capital W 
which is he, he is the exegesis or the interpreter of everything we need to know. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, let me bring out a couple more great truths before we close. Oh, this is rich. Now, it says, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has uh, declared him or interpreted him, exegeted him. Now, why is this so important? No man has seen God at any time. Well, that's true. So if no man has seen God at any time, I want you to notice also compare John 1 and 18 to John 5 and 37. John 5 and 37. It says there, and the Father himself, which has sent him, has bore witness of me. Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Wow, that's powerful. Jesus said, no one has heard his voice, nor seen his shape at any time. Now, this is a powerful scripture on the deity of Christ, because if he says no one has heard his voice at any time, then whose voice was that in the Garden of Eden walking through the cool of the day? That was Jesus. Who was at that burning bush? Said, I am that I am. Who was that voice? That voice was Jesus' voice throughout the Old Testament. When was the first time you heard the Father's voice? Well, Jesus let us know that at his own baptism in Matthew chapter 3. So the voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Also at the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17, Jesus, the Father spoke again. That was the first time that they were able to hear that voice. And who was that voice in the Old Testament? That was none other than the voice of Jesus because he said, no one has heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Oh, this is great, powerful, awesome truths. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches about Jesus being the great exegesis and interpreter of Scripture. Brother Gary. Well, all right. It is time for us to take a commercial break. Our, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you tonight. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Once again, that number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. We want to thank all of you who have been praying 
for contending for the faith all these many, many years. And we can't thank you enough for your continuous prayers over this ministry and for this ministry. We know that without your prayers, there's no way we could have been on the air as long as we have. And also, we want to take this time to thank those of you who have partnered with us financially to support this ministry. It is listener-supported, and without your support financially, we couldn't do what we need to do. It cost us 400 a week to do this program, and right now we're, we're caught up, but we still need uh, $400 for the next week. It's, it's looming on the horizon, so we, we need your consistent prayers, and we need your consistent financial support. There's two ways that you can donate. First way is send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, which is spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, California, 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button. It's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. And I always like to say one day you'll stand before God. He's going to say, hey, look around. You'll turn around and see a vast multitude of people. You're going to ask the Lord, who are these people? And God's going to tell you these are the folks that made it into the kingdom as a result of your giving to ministries like Contending for the Faith. Because the word of God reached them, and at that point in time, they made a decision to accept Jesus as their Savior and entered into the entered into heaven as a result of your giving. So it's vitally important that you not only give to our ministries, but ministries like this one that are about giving you the truth and preparing you and equipping you. It's so vital. So we want to encourage you, pray for, continue to pray for us and also continue to be a blessing financially. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate the, those announcements. And let's get right to our callers. <clears throat> All right. We have Brother Rick waiting on line one. How you Brother doing? Rick, how are you doing? I am blessed. I got a question for you. Yeah, what's on your heart? I'm reading at the end of Philippians, and I always wanted to know is who is Caesar's household? Well, that's a that's an interesting uh, point, uh, and uh, as well as a question that you uh, raise as well, because uh, it seems to be something that uh, confuses a lot of Christians when they see that word uh, Caesar's uh, household. Uh, and I'm going to get to that verse of scripture. I believe it's Philippians 4 and verse um, 22. Uh, it says, oh, yeah, Philippians 4 and 22. All the saints salute you cheaply, they that are at Caesar's uh, household. Well, <clears throat> what the Apostle Paul is saying here is <clears throat> that there were uh, many Christians in the early church that worshipped in houses because they could not go out in the public eye because they were killing Christians, Christians and butchering them and, and uh, 
you know, crucifying them and all sorts of things. And so they would meet in households. And apparently, uh, the Lord had used the Apostle Paul to reach even some of the Caesar's followers and Roman soldiers. And many of them came to know the Lord. I believe that many of them came to know the Lord when Paul was uh, a prisoner chained to him because Paul would preach the gospel all the time. I know Dr. John MacArthur was talking about how his church has stayed open and he said they decides to shut it down and uh, put him in jail, he'll just start a prison ministry. <laughs> he'll just start a prison ministry Well, administer the people in the prison. So apparently what happened was under the Apostle Paul's ministry, God had used that man in such a great way through the power of the Holy Spirit, a significant number of people, uh, not limited to uh, Caesar's family only, uh, but was people that were builders, uh, state uh, statesmen, uh, soldiers, accountants. Uh, within that large group, the Apostle Paul had in mind those who through the proclamation of the gospel by members of the church at Rome had been saved prior to his coming. Uh, newly added to their number uh, were those who were led to Christ through the Apostle Paul himself which were many soldiers, centurion soldiers, who were chained to the Apostle Paul and brought to know the Lord. So uh, they had a ministry even in the household of Caesar. And it's interesting that even many of the printing press, they had said that they'll never operate early in history and never operate again. Uh, and a lot of people that were atheistic and yet it became Christian centers of operation. You know, this is the foolishness of God. You never know how God is going to work. And he was even reaching people that was involved with uh, Caesar and uh, bringing them to the Lord. And they had a particular household by which they were fellowshipping, breaking bread, uh, doing Bible studies, and on and on and on. That should be an encouragement to us to know that you never know how God can touch somebody and bring them to the Lord. Isn't that good news, Rick? It is good news. And plus, uh, you know, he was he was called to go to the Gentiles, and he called a lot of Gentiles. So hopefully that has uh, given you some additional insight. I don't know if you ever did any study on that. Uh, was this something new for you? I mean, this particular passage is new for me, but the uh, the way you explained it made sense because uh, when Paul when Paul was a prisoner was a prisoner, he was always reaching out to somebody in Rome. Absolutely, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other question uh, or need any prayer requests? You know, with all the stuff that's going on today in our world, the crisis, the impeachment. What would you say is the best thing for us as Christians to do right now? I would say to continue to pray because prayer uh, is a powerful uh, thing. And um, prayer doesn't change things, but it changes people and people change things. 
and with all the division, disasters, and all of the hate and and all of the fighting and killings and all that stuff that's going on, uh, I believe that when we seek God's help and pray about the issues that affects our lives, um, God can move in a mighty way, just like He did uh, all throughout history. When we so we should be praying that people will turn back to God, as it says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Uh, people need to turn back to God and he'll heal the land. And uh, if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray. See, the word pr- prayer is mentioned there. And so we need to pray. And one of the things we should do is not only pray for our nation, pray for the problems and the issues that people will come to know God because he's the only answer in Christ, but pray for revival because in the Old Testament, when people turned back to the Word of God, revival broke out. Uh, that's what happened with uh, in England and all over the United States. The last revival that took place was in the 1970s with the hippie yippie movement under uh, Chuck Smith's ministries, when they reached hundreds and thousands, thousands of young people. And what happened was the young people, they were into drugs and into alcohol, sex, and they came from rich families, many of them, and they just realized there's no answer in that. And Chuck Smith and, and Calvary Chapel churches, they started praying for revival, and all of a sudden revival broke out. And that was the last time revival took place in the 1970s. We need to pray for another revival to take place in America, that people turn back to God, and God will come in and heal the land and uh, bring us where we need to be. And yet, at the same time, we've got to keep our eyes on prophecy because um, things will be fulfilled and things will get worse before they get better. So hopefully that's helpful, Brother Rick. And and what was ironic today was I brought out the scripture to my uh, very close friend, you know, very well. Yes. The one I call my homeboy. Uh Uh-huh. And I brought that out to him today, and it uh, it, shot, it, it really put a shock to his system. Because Amen. I said, we could, debate, we could debate all day and get nowhere. Well, the, but I mean, we've got to get back to our relationship with God. Yeah, Walter Martin, my mentor one time, said, controversy for controversy's sake is a sin, but controversy for truth's sake is a divine imperative. So we just uh, tell people, uh, don't cast our pearls among swine, and that we uh, dust the dirt off our feet as a testimony and move on. If they're not going to listen and be rational, don't even waste your time. Uh, you remember uh, Proverbs says, in the book of Proverbs, answer, Solomon answer. says, don't answer, don't answer a fool according, according to your father. You'll be like the fool. <laughs> you know, so... That's good wisdom. All right, what can we pray for? We are almost at a commercial break. What can we pray for, y'all? Just keep praying for my health. Keep praying for my my mother's health. And Mm -hmm. keep praying for my family and uh, neighborhood. Okay, let's do that, Brother Gary. All right, Lord, we just thank you for Brother Rick. We pray right now that you touch his body from the crown of his head to the bottom of his soul, Lord God. Bring healing and life, restoration and wholeness, Lord God. We pray 
that you keep them in good spirits, Lord God, that you would just continue to bless them to be encouraged and not discouraged. We pray, Lord God, for his family, his mother, for their salvation, Lord God, that they would come to a saving knowledge of you, Lord God, that you would just meet every need that's represented in this life. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Rick. We really appreciate you. Thank you. And that question as well. Brother Gary, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, we've got about four minutes, so why don't we try to get Cece started? Okay, well, let's do that. All right, Cece, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing, Cece? Well, pretty good. All right, speak uh, louder to your uh, phone. Doing pretty good. Oh, good, good. Uh, Did you hear the message tonight? Yeah, what a message, my goodness. Man, God bless that message. Woo. Amen. What what did you what get out message? of it for you? Huh? What did you get out of it for you? We got about two minutes uh to have you to share and then we'll come back and get to your question. What what did you get out of it? How did it minister to you? It ministered to me this how, how you brought up you know saying how you brought out the history. Like you, you you talked about you know, about the father, how you used the example of how a father how a son has his na- the same nature, and you tried that into how Jesus has the same nature as the Father and how they're equal, because, you know, it's a lot of times people who try to say they're not equal, and I like how you um, broke it down, uh, how you went into to Greek. We said, you said, um, I think it was monogenes, he's one of a kind, and he's unique, and then how you went to um, John 5.37, and then you have, even now you replied to in the book of Genesis, that was Jesus' voice speaking, and it was him from the burning bush that was also speaking. And I like, I like the part also where you talked about that God's voice was heard at Jesus' baptism and then on the Mount Transfiguration. And then it's how, 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 this how you t- tied everything together in the part of him being in the bosom of the Father, which you said that word declared, um, how, you broke, how you broke that down. And just everything in general, it was just—it's so much more I could say. I know, but you know, I know, it's, it's, you know, I'll leave it there, though. Well, very good. Well, thank you. Well, you gave back the the information and uh, inspiration of what was taught tonight in a very succinct way. You always do a good job with that. We appreciate that. It's some good, there was some good teaching here tonight, and hopefully, others got blessed like yourself. Well, Brother Gary, I guess we should go to a commercial break. Yeah, it looks like we are at that point, so we better take advantage of the time. It is time for that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 5329 Don't be shy. Grab that phone. Give us a call. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And once again, we just want to thank all of you who have been supporting this ministry over the many, many years that we've been on the air. We appreciate your prayers, and we appreciate your financial support, and we need them both in order to do what we need to do. Right now, we're up to date. We're caught up. But we're going to need 
$400 for next week's program and the next week after that and the next week after that. So we need your consistent prayers as well as your consistent giving. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, Number one, just write a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much simpler. Just go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we just want to encourage you continue to pray as well as be consistent in your giving. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And let's get right to our callers so we can use All our right. We had Cece on the line. Cece, you still there? Uh, yes, I am. Yes, uh, what's on your heart? We got two other callers, so I'm going to try to get right to your question and uh, address that. What's on your heart tonight? I want to ask you, you know what I'm saying, your input on Alexander's um, Alexander the Great, and, you know, your input on his history and uh, in terms of, you know, what he did for the ancient world and whatever, whatever else. Okay, well, that's a good question. Let me kind of give you a Reader's Digest condensation of uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, He was a great man uh, in the sense of the things that he accomplished and conquered. Uh, He was uh, the king of Macedonia uh, for less than 13 years. Uh, He uh, changed the course of history uh, was one of the world's greatest military generals. Uh, he created a vast empire from Macedonia to Egypt and from Greece to part of uh, India. Uh, that's pretty huge. That's why they called him Alexander the Great. This allowed uh, the Hellenistic culture, which Hellenistic culture simply means the Greco-Roman world. He conquered the the uh, uh, Hellenistic culture of the day and a uh, Greek or Roman world rather and made it Hellenistic culture and uh, Greek culture and language dominated the world at that time. He was considered one of the history's most successful military commanders. This is another important thing to know about Alexander the Great is that he was tutored by Aristotle. Uh, His empire covered uh, 3,000 miles. Uh, By the time uh, of his death, he was uh, convinced he was the son of a Greek god by the name of Zeus, which didn't make him Christian, and uh, actually was the son of a king, uh, Philip, uh, King Philip II, his father was assassinated by his bodyguard, and then Alexander became king at the age of 20. The Hellenistic culture was polytheistic. It was not monotheistic, believing in one, one god, but many gods. That's why you have uh, the Greek gods and goddesses and all of that. A lot of that stuff came under Alexander the Great. He, Greek, he was uh, the great because he was kind of like into all these different gods. And uh, so the Hellenistic culture was polytheistic. 
and worship ancient Greek gods. So anyway, uh, that's a Reader's Digest condensation of Alexander the Great, and hopefully it gave you some additional insight of uh, him. Yeah, I got some more additional insight. Thank you very much. You feel me on some other stuff. Thank you. Oh, good, good. Hopefully you were able to take some good notes uh, on that. And um, and do you have a quick uh, prayer request? Uh, yeah, if you could just continue to pray for my mother, Rosalinda, and my, my family. And um, also have a, a friend, family member of uh, somebody I know. Their mother is um, really in a deep depression. They're they're, they're suicidal, and uh, they suffer from schizophrenia and torture of evil spirits. So I want to pray for them, and just pray for my family in general. And then you know everybody in entertainment. And for me, just I've been doing a deep study on Romans, Revelation, and Daniel, and I'm really doing some deep studies on that. I'm trying to soak up a lot of information, so I just want to pray that God can help me retain it and give me more revelation. Oh, good, good. One other thing before Gary prays uh, for your prayer request is that uh, also during Jesus' time, they were speaking a Koine Greek, and the Septuagint, uh, became a part of that Greek influence because it was the Old Testament. Uh, the Septuagint was the Old Testament translated into Greek. So uh, Alexander the Great was great in all of those uh, points, but not great towards his life with Jesus. So anyway, Brother Gary, you want to uh, pray uh, for his prayer request? Okay, and also I want to remember Pastor Dean who we just found out has COVID. So we want to pray for him and make sure he uh, has a speedily recovery and uh, that the church is not impacted. So Lord, we just lift up uh, CC's prayer requests for God, for his family, Rosalinda, his mom, for the entertainment folks that we often uh, cover through these prayers and, they need Jesus like we needed Jesus at one point. And so they, Jesus died for their sins just like he died for ours. And we pray, Lord God, for his whole family as well as his uh, associates that need prayer. And, Lord God, we just pray that you continue to use CC with his family and his friends, that you use him as an example, and, uh, and uh, that you would help him be that witness to a lost world, Lord God, that you would just also meet every need that's represented in his life. We also pray for Pastor Dean and uh, the Real Life Church family. And, uh, we pray for his recovery. We pray that uh, for his family, that they would not get it either, but Lord God, that you keep them all. And we just thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do, Lord God, and that you're able to heal and to touch and restore. And we just pray for that restoration for them. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Thank you, Cece, for your call and your question. Uh, we appreciate it. God bless. God bless All right. you. Thank you. All righty, Brother Gary. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Jermaine. Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, hey, I'm doing very well, Dr. Buckner. Oh, good, brother. It's always good to hear your voice. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? Well, you know, um, I, I know I got in a little bit late today, so I was I was actually hoping uh, to just, well, number one, I want to give you guys a praise report. Uh, I'm I'm on the uh, East Coast again, got an answered uh, prayer for, you know, continued employment. And then uh, also, I, I kind of wanted to, 
to say, see if I can save my question for next week because I really want to kind of get into it. But if it was okay to get some uh, prayer from you, you know, I, I could, could take that in place of it. Oh, yes. Yeah, right, let's, let's do that. And um, uh, we look forward to your question, too, because you have a good question about politics in the church. And, uh, you know, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And we'll talk about that more. Uh, we'll talk about that question because that's a good question. Maybe you call in next week and we'll address that. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, from a biblical perspective. But what's your what's your prayer request? Um, yeah, my prayer request just for, for my family. Because um, while we're once again separated temporarily, uh, you know, it's a tremendous blessing that God worked for me. Uh, I'm one of only like 23 people out of 300 again, and I know that was all him. But it does come at a little bit of a cost, so I just wanted to pray for, uh, you know, the distance from my family and protection for both of us. And then I also wanted to especially pray for the country, especially this upcoming week. I, I don't think we're going to ever see anything normal anytime soon, uh, just when everything has gone on. And, you know, regardless of political parties, it's just there's a lot of spiritual chaos going on out there, and I see people sizing each other up, so I'll I just really want to keep those to a mind, and I'm going to be, be able to do uh, better justice to my question next week when I get more time. Amen. Well, you're absolutely right, and uh, when we see a world that's uh, doing evil for evil, uh, nothing comes out of that good, so you're, you're absolutely right. Okay, Brother Gary, we uh, get to some prayer around him, and maybe we can squeeze in Brother Frederick. Uh been a while since we heard from him and we're looking forward to catching up with him for a moment so brother gary all right lord we just thank you for brother jermaine we pray that you would just protect him and keep him safe as he is uh, separated from his family that you would keep them safe as well lord god put a hedge around them and that they would have peace lord god in the midst of the situation we pray lord god for their protection and we pray for our country lord god we pray lord god that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven we pray, Lord God, your will be done, Lord God, in this country as it is in heaven. And Lord God, we pray that you would bring peace because you are the Prince of Peace. You are our Shalom. And we know that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. We pray, Lord God, that you would route every principality and power that would create chaos, division, destruction, and murder. Uh, we know that that's the MO of the enemy, to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we pray, Lord God, that you would just continue to protect our country, protect our nation, and that people would get their eyes off of people, but get their eyes on to you, Lord Jesus, and recognize that the enemy is at work. And Lord God, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And uh, Brother Jermaine, thank you so much for your call, Brother. We always are blessed to hear from you. All right. God bless you. Talk to you. And All right. Brother, I believe we had Brother Frederick, and for those who don't uh, remember, Brother Frederick was our phone counselor, and now that we're doing things from our home, uh, he hasn't been uh, with us in the studio because we're doing everything from the home, but he's still with us always in the spirit. Brother Frederick, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? All right. Bless. I was letting the people know you were our phone counselor for years, and so we miss you, and it's so good to hear from you. Yes, I miss you guys too. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, and 
God bless. So glad everybody is safe with this pandemic. And man, I just see God just blessing us. And every day I just say, wow, you know, he, he is sparing us for a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear everybody's voice, listening to Gary uh, pray and everything. Um, and I didn't get to hear the message I was trying to get on. And I got in right as it ended. Vince was telling me that it was just ending. So um, I'm going to continue to try to get in. And it was so good to hear you guys' voice, though. I know time is short, so I just wanted to say love you guys, and God bless everybody there uh, working and uh, keeping it up. All right. God bless you, brother. We miss you. Good to hear from you. Message on the podcast. It was a good one tonight, so you can go back and listen to it. But uh, Yes, yes. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it is... It's that time, isn't it? We come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note. Let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And please... Keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, to make comments and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Amen.